Welcome to the Life After Bloodlust Blindness Podcast. Your journey will end. Blah, continue right now. Hello and happy Halloween. Welcome to Life After Blindness. This is the podcast where we are dedicated to the exploration of an enabled life with blindness. I'm your host, Tim Schwartz, and I want to thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Also want to say a special thank you and hello to those of you joining me from the UK after hearing me as one of the co-hosts on the RNIB Tech Talk radio show and podcast. I also want to say another very special thank you and hello to the Canadians joining me here after hearing me as the co-host on the first few episodes of a new tech show there on AMI-audio called Double Tap Canada. I'm really happy to be working with Stephen Scott and Sean Priest on each of those shows. Now, if you haven't heard either of them, I will put links to each of them in the show notes. You can find this week's show notes by going to lifeafterblindness.com slash 18. That's lifeafterblindness.com slash 18. As always, if you have questions or comments about anything that you hear on the show, you can send your emails to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. Coming up in a few minutes on the show, I'll be sharing with you the top news headlines from around the blindness community. After that, I'll be talking with you about how to access audio-described content on Netflix, but not just any audio-described content, specifically films and TV shows that you can find to watch for Halloween. I'll have some adult shows as well as some shows for the whole family, so stay tuned for that later in the show. And then coming up later on, I'll be speaking with Randy Rusnak. Now, this is a first in a series of conversations that I'll be having with Randy about home automation. But I thought for Halloween, it'd be appropriate to talk about your front door and Randy's ring doorbell. So that'll be coming up later on in the show. But first, let's hear from Wade because of his blindness. Because of my blindness, um, I've learned to be more motivated uh, going to school, um, raising my child, just the educational part has opened so many different doors. Uh, it has helped me in my life to become more um, determined to do things, to 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 do better, and to not hold myself back. And because of the positive things that I think of, it's helped me to grow as a person. Uh, some of the things that helped me grow as a person is the community here on Varel. I'm not saying in one general uh, person, but there's all types of walk of life on here. We learn from their different people have reason that how they were totally blind and just what some of the things that they have accomplished. There's just so many people that I can look to that I've opened just the community. I don't know these people on a personal level, but they have had an opportunity to talk to me. It's really shed a light in, um, on my uh, desire to to be more educated in blindness and the technology behind the scenes and mobility. Just doing things that I think, uh, because I lost my eyesight, I may have, you know, the first couple of years of losing my eyesight, I may have never had an opportunity to learn if I would have just stayed in um, in a funk or stay miserable or stay unhappy and and didn't care um, but with that came caring attitude with that came a positive light um, you know 
And I give all my credit to my Savior Jesus Christ for allowing me to open up those doors and having a different approach and seeing things at a better angle and perspective. That really has helped me grow as a father who loves his t whose son, as someone who's trying to build a career and just learning from everyone on here. It's been a blessing. It really has. I, yeah, there's things on here that um, I've never would have never learned if I haven't talked to people, haven't gone to a blind training school. These things are all things that you know I would have never experienced, and I'm grateful for that. I really truly am grateful for having these experiences because it's taught me to appreciate things more, appreciate doing things and learning things, and the importance of education and growth and and that to me is a, a just what words can describe how blessed I am and happy I am that I've had this opportunity to to learn and to be motivated and to, to humble and to, to see others how they do things and succeed in life and with their uh, visual impairment or totally blind uh, but they don't look at it as a crutch um, they look at it as a way to just improve and to do better and that's what I want to do and that's what I see and great examples from a lot of people on here with their talents and things that they share really helps me move forward in life so I'd say a lot of example is a good if you're a good example to me that's what I try to um, emulate and more importantly I try to work hard in what I do and uh, of course it's a learning curve for me and will be since I've like I said it's been a short few years since I lost my eyesight but I'm learning and I'm thankful for the opportunity to learn and a different take this at a different approach. So that's what I've learned because of my blindness. Have a great day, Tim. Take care. Wade, thank you very much for sharing your Because of My Blindness story. I really like when people talk about being inspired by others and how much that's helped them to be able to get through what they're having happen in their life and help them to cope with their vision loss and, and things going on with them. So Wade, thank you so much for sharing your story. Now, if you'd like to share your story on the podcast, you can send your audio to me by email to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. Or if you'd rather just type out your story for me to read on the podcast, that's fine. You can email that to me as well. In the news this week, Disney has announced that they are working on a tactile way for the blind and visually impaired to enjoy their fireworks displays. So how this works is that the blind person would stand behind a very special soft matting with their hands up in front of them on the backside of the mat. Then Disney would use a very specialized water cannon that they would shoot towards the mat that would actually work in sync with the fireworks as they're going on. So you would actually feel the water spread out and explode on the mat just like the fireworks are overhead. So you would feel the display as it's happening in real time in sync with the display. I'm really intrigued by this. Now, Disney has said that this may not necessarily ever come to fruition in the parks, but it is something that they're working on and, and testing out to see if it's something that they could use. So if this is something that you'd be interested in seeing at the Disney parks, please send Disney an email and let them know that you'd be interested in something like this. I know there are other ways that people experience fireworks with description or with people drawing on their backs, things like that. But this really sounds like a much more tactile and interactive way to enjoy a fireworks display because you'd really truly get to feel 
the explosion of the firework, the, the shape and scope of the firework. And so I think that this is something that really could be a, a big deal for attending the Disney park. So stay tuned. Hopefully Disney will implement this in a park going forward. Next up, Microsoft has announced several different updates for their new creator's update of Windows 10. They have married narrator and magnifier a little bit better so that for people with low vision or dyslexia can actually zoom in on text and then have narrator read that back to them. They've also added many color filters for those people that are colorblind. They've also greatly enhanced their Braille support, and they've also added a function that a lot of others are getting into, like Facebook, where you can actually have a description of a graphic on screen given to you by Microsoft's own AI. So using probably the same technology that they use in their Microsoft Seeing AI app, now within Windows 10, if you have a graphic or an image that you just don't know what it is, you can now try to get some sort of description from Microsoft as to what that image involves. Another quick note about Microsoft, up until recently, they've been allowing those people that use screen readers to upgrade to Windows 10 for free. They have announced that they will be ending that program as of December 31st of this year, 2017. So if you haven't taken the chance to upgrade for free yet to Windows 10, uh, if you're still using Windows 7, or uh, 8 or 8.1, you may want to go ahead and upgrade because you will no longer be able to do it for free as of December 31st. Speaking of apps like Microsoft Seeing AI, there's a new app that's coming into this space, very similar to Seeing AI and iPolyVision, and it's called Envision AI. So this app isn't just relegated to the United States and Canada like Seeing AI is, it is available everywhere and promises to do very similar things. You can scan text, identify objects, things like that. And this app is also free. So check out the link in the show notes and take a look at Envision AI. Facebook has recently added accessibility to their website by adding built-in keyboard shortcuts. If you visit facebook.com and then hit alt slash on your keyboard, it'll bring up a list of available shortcuts that you can use to navigate Facebook online. Now, if you're someone who already uses a screen reader like JAWS or NVDA or even the built-in narrator on Windows or VoiceOver for Mac, you may not find any function or use for this, but I think it is interesting and actually very nice that Facebook is adding this type of functionality to their website to allow for people to navigate around just using keyboard shortcuts. So take a look at facebook.com. Again, use alt slash to bring up those accessibility shortcuts. And finally this week, Freedom Scientific has announced the next update to their JAWS screen reader. This will be JAWS version 2018. So yes, they are going to go to a year naming scheme rather than just naming it JAWS 18. This will be JAWS 2018. They will be streamlining all of their different products going forward. So they'll be named for the year that they are coming up in release in. The most, most notable thing that I think coming in JAWS 2018 is the added accessibility for the Microsoft Edge browser. I think this is going to be a really nice and streamlined and clean experience based on what Freedom Scientific and Microsoft are both saying. They've been working very hard together to make sure that JAWS does finally add accessibility to Edge because up until now, 
the experience with the Microsoft Edge browser has been very, very poor when it comes to accessibility. Uh, a lot of people still use Internet Explorer or Firefox or even Chrome for that matter. Now, unfortunately, out of the box, the Firefox browser will lose some accessibility, but Freedom Scientific has said that that will be taken care of very, very soon after launch. All right, that does it for the news this week. If you have a story that you want to hear me cover on the Life After Blindness podcast, please send an email to tim at lifeafterblindness.com and I'll be sure to share your story. If you want to actually share a piece of audio with a story that you want covered on the podcast, send that along as well and I will play that right here on the podcast. Coming up next, what would Halloween be without some scary movies? Ah, yes, I love to watch scary movies around Halloween. The thrill of the unknown, haunted houses, scary ghosts, serial killers collecting their next victims. Ah, Halloween time is a great time to watch scary, horrific, and thrilling movies. In my house, once my brother and I were too old to go trick-or-treating, we made it a tradition to watch scary movies on Halloween night buy our own candy, order pizza, and watch movies all night long with a little Rocky Horror at midnight. (laughs) So I'm here to tell you tonight how you can access your own scary and horrific movies on demand using Netflix. Now, many of the movies, many classic movies, unfortunately are not audio described, but you can find things like Nightmare on Elm Street available in Netflix without description. But there are many movies that are described for the blind and visually impaired. Now, if you have an Apple TV, the app there does not separate audio described content. However, on your app for your iPhone, you can go and find the audio described category. Hit the browse menu, go to the bottom of your screen, and swipe up until you hear audio description. Once you are there, you will have a very long list, 30 pages of audio described movies for your watching enjoyment. Many of these are appropriate for Halloween. Now, if you've already selected audio description in your settings and accessibility on your phone, audio description will automatically play as you select any of these shows or movies. I'd like to recommend a few of those to you now. First and foremost, Stranger Things Season 2. Stranger Things, for you who do not know, premiered last year, starring Winona Ryder. It takes place in the early 1980s and feels like Steven Spielberg actually may have directed it. This town is plagued by a scary monster and an unforeseen force that traps people in what's called the upside down. There's a mysterious agency who's trying to keep this a secret, but people are trying to find out what's going on. So follow them through their adventures as they try to discover the secrets behind the upside down. Series two has just been released prior to Halloween and continues the adventures to unlock the secrets of the mysteries that lie in the Upside Down. I highly recommend 
Stranger Things Series 2. I believe that you will absolutely enjoy it, especially if you are a fan of thrillers from the 1980s. I also recommend The Mist. Yes, this is a series based on the popular novella by Stephen King. You will be tantalized and scared by a mysterious fog that is taking over everyone. So make sure you check out The Mist. For the little ones, you have super monsters, preschoolers who are the children of the famous monsters of old, Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, and so on. Find out how these preschoolers get along in Super Monsters. You also have other shows like The Worst Witch, as well as classics like The Nightmare Before Christmas. So I do recommend highly that you check out this list of audio-described movies on Netflix. See how many horrific films you can find to share your night at Halloween. <laughs> Best laugh ever. Okay, so consider this. How cool would it be to have a doorbell that would allow you to monitor things going on on your front porch? So you could see if there's burglars lurking nearby, check on the kids playing in the front yard, maybe even take a sneak peek at those trick-or-treaters as they're coming up the porch. Maybe you'll finally figure out who it is that's been egging the house. Well, my next guest tells you all about a device that can allow you to do this. The Ring Doorbell. As I mentioned earlier in the show, today's interview is with someone who has been in, in assistive tech for quite a while and in podcasting also for quite a while. I first heard him way back on the Accessible Devices show. He's now involved with a few different podcast projects, including Cooking with the Hazelnuts, Blind Abilities, That Blind Tech Show, as well as ACB's Main Menu. I'm joined today by Randy Rusnak. Randy, thanks so much for coming on Life After Blindness. Oh, you're mighty welcome, Tim. And I want to tell you, you're doing really well. You got my name right. You got my podcast right. You're doing great. Hey, so far, so good. <laughs> Hopefully and, we uh, uh, don't go down thank, from here. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for having me on, by the way. Oh, no problem. I appreciate it. So today Hello, we're everybody. going to talk about home automation because you definitely have your uh, finger in a lot of different pies of home automation uh, there where you live. And so I wanted to get your opinion on these different things because I know a lot of blind people are interested in home automation, voice activation, especially and a lot of things that are going to be coming up in the, in the next several years with uh, voice activation for the home and things like that. And you're already getting a pretty good start. So tell me about the ring yeah. doorbell. The Ring Doorbell is a home security device, which is a little box, and on the front of the little box is a camera. And when someone steps onto your property, you can have a whole bunch of settings within the software, and you can choose anything literally from a dog barking to wind chimes, and there's many things in between. So what happens is a person steps onto the porch and activates the alarm. And once the alarm is activated, they're on camera and they are recorded videoly. <laughs> is that a word? It <laughs> is now. Recorded, <laughs> recorded by video. Yeah, well, it is now. And when it's, uh, when they're uh, on camera, 
Uh, they're walking up and they want to tell you there's a package or whatever. It's literally a doorbell. So they push the button uh, that's right below the camera. And then they hear chimes like a, a like a tritone chime. And it's like bong, bong, bong. They hear it and I hear the same thing. I hear it on my phone and I also hear it on what you can buy separately. It's a little module that plugs into a literally plugs into an electrical outlet. And so I hear the chime in that too. So literally I'm connected through the phone and through the chime. And when you have activated the screen on your iPhone, you just tap on the notifications. It brings it up and I've got it set up. So it immediately connects and get you live talking you can actually talk to the person there's no push to talk it's live monitoring and you can say you know who is it what's going on um and you can talk between the person that's at your door and you can also uh hear them back so that's the first step uh to getting the ring configured uh for your home and it's very easy to configure uh, by a blind individual. Um, most things speak and the things that don't speak can figure it out by just, you know, pressing on a button and see what kind of dialogue pops up. So it's very accessible. And so the installation wasn't too bad and, and the use of the app isn't too bad either? No. Uh, I think the most thing that I had difficulty with is actually mounting the uh, doorbell on the bracket. Now, luckily my son... Uh, is interested in electronics and he actually mounted uh, the ring doorbell on the brackets. Um, so I guess the hardest thing is to line everything up and to drill a, a little, a couple little holes in the side of your home. And if you're not handy with tools, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Get somebody to mount the bracket. Now that's not to say that you can't do it. Uh, but if you don't think you're handy enough to do it, just get the brackets mounted uh, the actual, you know, box, the, 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 the one box just slips over the brackets and then there is a little bottom screw on the bottom of the device that, uh, tightens it all up onto the bracket and it's literally locked. So someone would actually have to pull the device off the side of the house and they guarantee that if it's stolen, if you can prove, you know, by video that it's stolen, uh, the police, uh, by the police, uh, will write a report up and then you send that in. Sounds like a lot of work, but hey, it beats uh, losing your doorbell. You send it to the ring company and uh, you can actually uh, get your doorbell uh, replaced. Very nice. That's a really good policy to have. Yep. Mine is an older model. Um, and the only drawback that I have with it is that every time uh, it runs out of uh, current or battery power, it, it alerts you literally right on your phone. Your doorbell is dangerously dangerously low, and you then have to unscrew the device and actually hook it up by USB to get it to charge. And it takes about four hours, but everything is readable. That's the only drawback I have. Now they've come up with a um, ring um, second generation, and uh, you actually can um, take out the, the battery pack and charge it rather than to 
remove the whole thing from the side of the house. So, you know, things change. Sure. That definitely sounds a lot easier to do than trying to get back in there and plug it in for, yep. for four hours. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then yep. this, this really sounds like something intriguing for blind people specifically. I know just for anybody, this is a good idea for just security sake and oh, yeah. safety sake to have that camera there. And you can talk to people mm -hmm. audibly, like you said, through yep. the device, through the, through the doorbell. But for somebody who's blind or visually impaired, you're not sure you don't want to maybe answer the door. Cause you don't, as soon as you open the door, you may not be able to see who it is. Even if they say, you know, you just, you just don't know. Sometimes they might say they're from the phone company and I know they mm -hmm. always say, Hey, call the company and see, is that really who they are? And, and, uh, and that's always a good thing to do, but having this available to not even have to open your door at all, uh, add such another level of security. I think that especially for blind people is, is really interesting. Yeah, and the neat thing about it is they've added this feature, and that's called live monitoring. And live, you can actually open up the app anytime on your device, uh, either on your computer, which I actually haven't figured out yet, to be honest with you. But uh, you can actually, uh, on your Windows system, I don't know if they have one for the Mac or not, but you can actually monitor through your computer or your, your um, iDevice, like your tablet or your Android device. So you can, um, if you if you hear a noise, you can just um, open up the live setting and listen to your neighborhood. It's pretty cool. That does sound really cool. That way you can check on what's going on in your front porch, hear the kids mm -hmm. playing if you've got young kids outside, or you know just yep. be able to hear what's going on in the neighborhood. That that's actually a really neat feature to be able to to listen in live to what's going on outside. I like that. Yeah, and here's a really another neat thing. Uh, speaking of home automation. You have our cylindrical friend, the A-Lady, A-L-E-X-A, and you can uh, get a skill. Now, skills are little applications or programs that makes the A-Lady um, smarter, you might say. It's just another programming feature of it so she can learn more things. And they have a uh, ring skill. Unfortunately, you can hear through it, but you cannot speak through it yet it's not two-way communications but it's coming guys it's coming that'll be a really neat addition once they add two-way conversation to that i know you can already do that within uh, our amazon friends abilities anyway to talk to other people with uh, another device but to be able to do that with the ring doorbell not just listen but to to actually speak that'll be just another good layer of uh, of automation for this yeah it's great thanks so much randy we'll talk to you soon you're welcome and thank you That sounded bad. Very, very bad. I wonder if they had a ring doorbell.
Ah, well. Anyways, I want to thank you all so very much for joining me on this very special Halloween edition of the Life After Blindness podcast. As always, you can get the show notes that includes all the links and everything you've heard about in today's episode by going to lifeafterblindness.com slash 18. That's lifeafterblindness.com slash 18. If you have any questions or comments for me, you can send me an email. Send those to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. And be sure to join me again next time as together we continue our journey to find that there truly can be a life after blindness. Take care, everybody, and happy Halloween. It's just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your hips.